0: Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms.
1: I'm Megan Cloherty. A man pleads guilty to using a stun gun to attack a police officer during the Capitol riot.
2: All the victims in the Michigan State University shooting rampage were students.
1: We'll take you to East Lansing for a discussion of the latest trauma with a professor at 610.
2: It's 6 o'clock.
3: This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting.
0: I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Classes will be canceled the next few days at Michigan State University where three students were killed. CBS's Tom Fody reports.
4: We now know that all of the victims of the Monday night mass
2: shooting at Michigan State University were students. Three died, five were hurt, some critically, while
5: others sheltered in place. Can't see everything. We're just listening to the police scanner and just looking at Twitter and the news. It's just... Unreal. Police say the suspected gunman
2: killed himself. The motive is unclear. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer.
0: Another place that is supposed to be about community and togetherness. Shattered by bullets and bloodshed.
2: President Biden called her Monday night to commiserate and promise investigative help. Tom Fody, CBS News, Washington.
4: The
0: mass shooting in Michigan happened nearly five years to the day after the attack at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Seventeen people died there, including Tony Matalto's daughter, Gina
6: myself and and the other families here in Parkland who lost someone in that tragedy uh, feel for the victims' families in Michigan. Sadly, uh, this happens all too often and we know the pain that the families are dealing with.
0: There are still a lot of questions and huge concerns about a toxic train derailment in Ohio. Director of the
2: Ohio Department of Health, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff, is telling everyone who lives near the East Palestine train derailment, especially if they have well water at their homes, to not drink it.
6: We are recommending that uh, people in the community consider using bottled water.
2: As for water in nearby streams and lakes, State Natural Resources Director Mary Mertz. What
1: we have discovered, we have estimated, based on our sampling and modeling, about 3,500 dead fish.
7: Matt Piper, CBS News.
0: In Washington, lawmakers are reviewing the latest unidentified object shot down by the U.S. military. CBS's Nicole D'Antonio. Senators
8: received a closed-door Pentagon briefing Tuesday about the recent shootdowns of unidentified flying objects. And there are calls on both sides of the aisle for greater transparency. While President Biden has remained largely silent on the matter, he has ordered his national security advisor
0: to assemble a team from various agencies to handle future encounters with unidentified objects. The White House did say these latest objects may be benign. Former Vice President Mike Pence plans to claim legislative privilege to fight a grand jury subpoena for testimony on efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Legal analyst Lori Levinson.
1: The special counsel wants him to testify because of his interactions with former President Trump and because he was on the scene. But Pence is arguing that, in fact, he is constitutionally protected from having to comply with that subpoena.
0: Looking ahead to 2024. I'm Nikki Haley and I'm running for president. Former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador Nikki Haley is running for the Republican presidential nomination. She made that announcement on Twitter. Her only other challenger at this point is former President Trump. This is CBS News.
1: Hello, everybody. It is 6.03. Glad to have you with us on this Tuesday. A nice one. February the 14th. Will you be our Valentines? Hi, I'm Hillary Howard.
2: And I'm Sean Anderson. Our top local story this hour is saying goodbye to a D.C. hero. Hundreds gathered at Congressional Cemetery in Southeast to pay their respects to the metro mechanic... Who died trying to save lives during that shooting at the Potomac Avenue Metro Station? Robert Cunningham was a 64 year old metro mechanic who tried to wrestle the gun away from an active shooter earlier this month at the Potomac Avenue Metro Station, leading to Cunningham being shot and killed. Many people who came here to the cemetery were asking themselves... I wonder if I'd have had the courage to do the same thing. Hundreds were here, friends, family members, and just people who live in this neighborhood. They came here to show their
7: support and say thank you.
1: It's just tragic and sad. I mean, he should have been retiring now.
7: I'm incredibly grateful that somebody would do something like that. It's an amazing thing he did, and I'm certain he saved lives.
2: At Congressional Cemetery, Nick I, WTOP News.
1: More than 70 people living in tents in Northwest's McPherson Square tomorrow will be forcibly moved by the Park Service, which oversees federal land. But one D.C. lawmaker argues clearing the crowded camp just creates another problem. The National Park Service says it'll move forward, granting a request by D.C.'s Department of Health and Human Services
0: to clear McPherson Square two months earlier than planned after learning of three deadly overdoses in the camp. The Park Service says with more than 70 encampments, it's challenging to remove trash and keep the area sanitary and accessible for emergency responders. But D.C. Councilmember Robert White takes issue with moving unhoused residents during hypothermia season when they have nowhere to go.
3: If we're going to solve the problem, that means we have to get people into housing and connect them to social services. And right now, we have the resources to do that, but the systems don't work.
0: Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. A
2: January 6th rioter who told the FBI he drove a stun gun into the neck of a D.C. police officer has now pleaded guilty. California's Daniel Rodriguez also told them he believed he was doing the right thing at the time. Former D.C. officer Michael Fanone was brutally beaten that day after another rioter dragged him into the crowd. At one point, he lost consciousness, had a heart attack, and as he told CNN, he tried to save himself by screaming.
6: I just remember yelling out that I have kids, and uh, it seemed to work. Um, Some people in the crowd started to encircle me and try to offer me some level of protection.
2: Fanon is now an advocate for other police officers who put their lives on the line during the Capitol riot. Today's guilty plea comes about two weeks before jury selection in Rodriguez's federal trial. The 40-year-old tearfully told agents he was ashamed by his actions. Sentencing is in May.
1: Indictments today against a Maryland woman and a Florida man accused of conspiring to destroy power stations in Baltimore. Sarah Clindaniel of Catonsville and Brandon Russell of Orlando are charged with conspiring to destroy an energy facility. If convicted, they could each face up to 20 years in federal prison. Investigators say the pair met while behind bars and started discussing the plot last year. They say Daniel described the plan as legendary and said the attack would completely destroy the whole city. Prosecutors say Russell is the founder of a neo-Nazi group linked to several murders, bombings, and plots inside and outside the states.
2: 606, a Manassas man is under arrest, accused of stabbing his mother to death.
4: When Prince William County Police got to the Regency Apartments on Shallow Creek Loop, they found the woman outside. She'd been stabbed in the neck. Police say they learned the person who did it was her son. A witness saw him walking along train tracks near Bristow Road. When officers first approached, he ignored them and kept walking. He finally stopped and was taken into custody. Darian Hunter Wilds is charged with murder and stabbing during a felony in the death of his mother, Jennifer Nicole Marshall. Neil Augenstein, W. News.
1: Another mass shooting on a college campus. We'll take you to East Lansing to hear how they're coping at Michigan State tonight. After that shooting death of three students and the serious wounding of five others, we'll be talking to a professor at 6.07. Here's Scott Gagnon, VP of Federal for Worldwide Technology. Worldwide
4: technology solves our government's most complex challenges. We understand how to accelerate transformation. We analyze, design, test, and deliver practical solutions that integrate the best suited technologies. Our team is committed to your mission success. We are Worldwide Technology, your trusted partner for today's digital modernization journey.
1: Visit www.wt.com.
4: WTOP at 608. Michael & Sons
2: Heating Tune-Up for only $69. Michael &
8: Sons.
5: Weather on the 8th and when it breaks, back to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. The latest crash on the Beltway in Prince George's County on the Outer Loop between Exit 13, Ritchie Marlboro Road, Exit 15, Central Avenue, and blocking the left side of the Outer Loop, getting attention from drivers on the inner loop with rubbernecking delays. Montgomery County portion still slow, but with lanes remaining open on 495. On Old Georgetown Road, southbound traffic was initially stopped by the response to a rollover crash at the I-270 interchange. Northbound traffic on Old George was able to get by. 270 northbound still running slow through Gaithersburg. Big backup between the beltways on I-95. Southbound from Baltimore and Arbutus and Elkridge. Delays lead toward the remains of the car truck crash between 100 and 175. Still blocking the right side of 95 south. Baltimore-Washington Parkway picking up overflow. 100 west is still heavy into Elkridge. And parkway traffic is still slow near 32 and Annapolis Junction. Downtown bridges and tunnels, traffic very congested through the 3rd Street Tunnel, especially southbound with the work zone in the left lane toward the southeast-southwest freeway where traffic is still stacked both ways between the 14th and 11th on I-395. Southbound into Virginia, a slow roll beyond the Pentagon out of Arlington, D.C. 295, northbound heavy from the 11th and Sousa into northeast. Outbound Whitehurst still heavy this evening into Georgetown onto Canal. And in Virginia, 66 eastbound, still crowded into Arlington. GW Parkway slow southbound toward the Key and Roosevelt and still heavy near the Chain Bridge as well. But out in the suburbs in Virginia, traffic is starting to calm down on 66 beyond the Beltway. 95 south, still slow, Lorton into Woodbridge. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit FitzMall.com. Transparency you can trust. Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Amelia Draper's got the forecast.
8: Hillary out there, tonight we'll have low temperatures in the low to mid-40s as skies become cloudy. After a beautiful Valentine's Day today, we're warmer tomorrow with highs around 70. But a few spotty showers tomorrow morning. That being said, tomorrow afternoon is looking fantastic with increasing sunshine, breezy winds, and again, temperatures that are running a good 20 degrees above normal. Rain is looking likely on Thursday. Currently, Rockville coming in at 53 degrees. Alexandria, more mild at 56. And farther out to the west, buoy, or I should say east, farther out to the east, buoy at 51. All
2: right, Amelia, thanks. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate.
1: It's six We're learning more about the deadly rampage on the campus of Michigan State University. Three students were killed in last night's attack. Five were critically hurt. The gunman shot himself to death after an hour's long manhunt. Police say the shooter was 43-year-old Anthony McRae. And investigators say a note he had with him signaled a threat to the Ewing Township in New Jersey. Investigators say there is no credible threat.
2: Michigan State University professor Sean Turner joined us a bit earlier. He also used to be the communications director for the, for the DNI. And he talked about how the school is dealing with this latest mass shooting.
3: This is a tight-knit community, and Michigan State University is not just our university here, but it's uh, a part of East Lansing. And, uh, you know, the entire community just feels absolutely devastated.
2: Take us through the timeline of last night's horrific events. Where were you, and and if you were with students, uh, how did you help them out?
3: I had actually left campus, but I uh, felt uh, I, ne- I needed to return to campus to pick up some paperwork. And as I was returning to campus, there was an alert that went out uh, letting us know that there was an active shooter on campus. I decided at that moment that I'd go ahead and leave campus. i not certain what was going on. And as I was leaving, uh, it was clear to me at that point, based on the convergence of law enforcement on campus, that we had a very serious situation. So basically what I did for the rest of the evening is is spend time reaching out to my students and faculty members and staff to make sure that everyone was okay.
1: Can you talk about the trauma, the extent of the trauma everyone is living through, and then uh, violence on campuses?
3: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty on campus right now among the students, the faculty and staff. This is the kind of thing that you don't need to be uh, in the room or with an earshot of what happened in order for it to have a significant impact on you. And so what we're seeing across campus is our, our, our students who are uh, at a loss for how and why this would happen here. We're doing absolutely everything we can to make sure that we provide the resources to help them get through this and that we uh, make sure that this community is taking care of them. But uh, there really is nothing you can do other than to try to uh, you know, you know, really just wrap your arms around these students.
2: Do you have any final thought that you'd like to leave us with?
3: You know, its um, I, I thought about this this morning. You know, we experience this so often that uh, it gets to a point where it's hard to find your outrage. And I think that's a very bad thing. Um, you know, I don't know what we must do to prevent this, but it certainly is time we do something to prevent these shootings from continuing to happen.
2: Michigan State Professor Sean Turner, he's former head of communications for the Director of National Intelligence. It's six thirteen.
6: February is Heart Health Month, the time to check your risks for heart attack and stroke. Deborah Feinstein spoke with the chairman of cardiology at MedStar Health Heart and Vascular Institute, Dr. Alan Taylor.
7: Heart disease is the number one killer of men and women in this country. You know, a million people a year will die from heart and blood vessel disease in the, in the U.S.
1: Then there are some stats that doctors always say, you know, we should know what they are. Um, what are they and why are they so important?
7: The major issues for heart and blood vessel disease come down to knowing your numbers. For example, an optimal blood pressure now is below 120 over 80. Cholesterol, uh, we commonly measure cholesterol risk through a thing called LDL, or low density lipoprotein cholesterol. And while an optimal value is below 100, the average US LDL is above 130. Another common one is your blood sugar. Uh, Your blood sugar is easily measured. Your blood sugar should be below 100 when you're fasting. If you have a family history of heart disease, you should know your risk is increased. And then it's how you live, what you eat, how physically active you are, and other health habits like tobacco or marijuana use for smoking.
1: What are some of the big tips that you would give to your patients to adopt a more healthy lifestyle?
7: If you could do one thing that would lower your heart risk the most, it would be to be more physically active. Uh, estimates are that regular physical activity lowers heart disease by nearly 50%. It can be short bouts, adding up to 30 minutes. It's moderate exercise. So does everybody need a cardiologist? No. But everyone should have a physician in their life, a clinician in their life that can calculate that heart risk. We focus on heart disease one month of the year in February, Valentine's Day, very appropriate. Mm-hmm. It should be an all-time acti- a continuous activity. Uh, know your heart risk. Know the heart risk of those around you.
6: To learn more, visit MedStarHealth.org or go to
2: WTOP.com and search Top Health. On WTOP, today's numbers on
4: Wall Street. By the close, the Dow was down 156 points. A very big fast food chain might be for sale. I'm Jeff Claywell. Sports at 15 and
0: 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think
1: red. So, Rob, you like to get the bad news out of the way first,
0: right? Yeah, that's right. Uh,
6: Georgetown's playing tonight. Uh, They're visiting Seton Hall, (laughs) trying to snap a five-game losing skid early on. The Pirates uh, in front 8-6. to as uh, that one's early in the first half. Now, the Capitals are hosting the Carolina Hurricanes at the top of the hour, but without Alex Ovechkin. He left the team to tend to a family matter. How's he doing, Nicholas Backstrom?
4: Well, I'm not going to go into how he's feelings and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, that's, I'll let him uh, answer that. I'm, I'm just going to say we're, we're here su- supporting him. I mean, we're, we're on his side and, and hope everything goes well. Cool.
6: Yeah, sending good vibes to the Ovechian family and to the Caps. They need a win tonight against the division leading Canes. The Wizards need a win too. They're taking all the Portland Trail Blazers at 10. Maybe they can keep a lead this time. Uh Plenty of uh, NFL news today. The commanders announced they have interviewed former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman for the same position here in Washington, which would be convenient for him because the moving costs wouldn't be so bad. Along those same lines, Jonathan Gannon could have just stayed in Arizona after the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator has been hired as head coach of the Cardinals. Phillies uh, OC Shane Steichen introduced as the new head coach of the indianapolis colts today rob woodwork wtop sports all
2: right rob thanks 617 how's that new year's resolution on getting back in shape well, if you're having a tough time powering through An online-based trainer has some tips on moving forward.
5: Motivation to me is is kind of overrated. You know, you're not, you can't always be motivated.
3: TJ Moats with Cap Fitness Academy says instead focus on building smaller habits.
5: Don't celebrate losing 10 pounds. You know, that might take you a couple months, but instead focusing on what do I need to do today? Small habits over time can give tremendous results as long as you're consistent.
3: Moats says exercising at home can be enough. Get over 7,000 steps a day and do leg exercise. Exercises.
5: Squat and count until your legs start to burn. Use that as your number and go, okay, I'm going to try to do that two or three more times.
3: After a few Reese's Hearts tonight, getting back on track, Luke Luger, WTOP News.
1: Now to the top stories we're working at WTOP. What was the motive behind the Michigan State University shooting rampage? We'll have the latest on the investigation.
2: Is it still more theories than answers on the shoot-downs of the mystery aircraft over North America?
1: Ukraine may soon get a massive shipment of weapons. We will tell you where they're coming from.
2: Keep it here on WTOP for full details
5: in the minutes ahead.
1: 618. (laughs) traffic and weather on the 8th. Here's Dave Dildine.
5: Howard County, 95 southbound, still jammed from the Baltimore Beltway and the Patapsco River off of 895 and past Route 100. Long-standing truck crash. Caller says it is just a single right lane block now, so they've given you three left lanes to get by this, but with lengthy delays southbound through Elkridge on 95. Northbound rubbernecking delays are now brief. Baltimore Washington Parkway, heavy southbound near 195, but slower from one 75 past 32, 270 northbound still crowded in Gaithersburg. The rollover crash in Bethesda on Old Georgetown Road above 270 southbound slowly getting by under police direction on the beltway outer loop. Slow from uh, exit nine past Andrews and beyond Pennsylvania Avenue and Ritchie Marborough Road. The crash is getting moved to the left shoulder between exit 13 and 15. Interloop fodder for rubberneckers in Virginia. 395 and 95 southbound slow. St- Stretches in South Arlington and Southern Fairfax County. They were looking for a crash on the George Washington Parkway. I think it's northbound near Bellhaven Road, where they found it on the uh, Parkway southbound toward the Key and Roosevelt Bridges. Evening traffic is heavy as it is coming in on 66 toward Ballston. It's crowded on 395 between the Pentagon. And the Capitol Hill exits, especially on the southeast-southwest freeway near Main Avenue and southbound in the 3rd Street Tunnel with a work zone at last report still blocking the left travel lane in the tunnel. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Let's turn to Amelia Draper Storm Team 4, latest on this fine weather.
8: After a beautiful day today, temperatures this evening in the 50s, so still really nice out there. Sky's become cloudy with lows in the low to mid 40s. A few isolated showers tomorrow morning, otherwise starting off your Wednesday with plenty of clouds, but a mild day with highs near 70. Tomorrow afternoon is looking fantastic, breezy winds and a mix of clouds and sunshine. Rain is looking likely on Thursday, starting around the late morning to midday hours and continuing on into the evening hours. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist, Amelia Draper.
1: So we're still in the 50s at 620, 56 at Reagan National, 52 degrees at BWI Marshall, and 55 degrees at Dulles, brought to you by New Home Design. Right now, save 50% on all roofing material and labor.
2: Up ahead on WTOP, an important Civil War discovery, 621.
6: Here's Brian Wheeler, the Vice President for Provider Collaboration and Network Transformation at CareFirst Blue Cross Blue Shield, on discussion transforming health Care.
7: We're not getting the value that we should be out of the United States healthcare delivery system, and it has a lot to do with the way the financing and delivery system has evolved over the years. So what we do is we're trying to change from the old way of contracting, which was for volume, a fee for service, provide this service, get paid this amount, and instead reframe uh, the nature of the way we're financing healthcare to payment for value and outcomes. So basically what that means is uh, we're contracting on behalf of our millions of members with physicians, as you said, physicians, uh, offices, hospitals, health systems, and we're going to them now and partnering them with them in different ways where the outcomes that they produce it, along the lines of better affordability for people.
6: Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search Care First. To sell your home, connect with Jennifer Young. This is Dave Johnson. I know this from experience. And
2: while the average agent in the D.C. region sells a home or two every month, Jennifer sells at least one home every single day. And has over 15,000 buyers in her database ready to look at your home. The Wall Street Journal ranks Jennifer and her amazing team in the top 100 out of 1.4 million real estate agents in the entire country for 10 years and counting. So go ahead. Do what I did. Call Jennifer at 877-611-SELL or online at jenniferyounghomes.com. Keller Williams
3: Realty,
6: 703-815-5700. Today's workplace is anywhere your agency needs it to be. As your workforce moves to a hybrid workplace model, HP with Intel can help you with devices, solutions, and services to equip your workforce with next-generation technologies with layers of security. Discover technology partners that understand the hybrid work challenges you face today. To learn more, visit hp.com slash workhappy. That's hp.com.
4: This is WTOP News
1: 623.
2: Should Maryland's Attorney General have more independent power to prosecute police officers? Well, that's the question before Maryland lawmakers who have been talking about a bill to increase the AG's authority over law enforcement by letting that person press charges. Right now, the attorney general is already required to investigate when someone is injured or dies when police are involved, but it is still up to local prosecutors to decide whether to press charges.
1: There was an important archaeological find on Maryland's eastern shore. It was in Dorchester County, once part of the plantation on which American abolitionist Harriet Tubman was born.
2: On private property, chief archaeologist and chief of culture resources at the Maryland Department of Transportation, Dr. Julie Shablitsky and her team spotted with ground-penetrating radar. A
0: 20-foot by 40-foot building footprint, so we almost had an X marks of spot to start with.
2: Then there were the artifacts, broken teacups and animal bones they told the story of.
0: Stability of even authority, but yet we have this artifact assemblage that speaks of someone who's
1: impoverished.
2: The building a home and the items are believed to have belonged to an enslaved overseer on the plantation. And they'll tell historians more about life on the land when Harriet Tubman and her father lived there. The artifacts will be on display at the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Visitors Center in Dorchester County. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. The Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921 burned down Black Wall Street. Hundreds died. Rising from the ashes, a love story emerges in the play titled The High Ground. It's at Arena Stage. Here's WTOP Entertainment Editor. Jason Fraley.
1: It's about what happens when someone gets stuck in a loop of historical violence, and it's also a romance. It's a love story between two characters who were there in 1921 and, in a way, find each other again now in 2023. Director Megan sandberg zagian follows a timeless romance between a World
4: War One veteran and his wife as the soldier's spirit has magically stood on Tulsa's Standpipe
1: Hill for 100 years. He died in 1921 trying to prevent it, and he's been fighting ever since against other kinds of violence. Violence against the black community in Tulsa, including gentrification, redlining, and other kinds of violence. Find out more on WTOP.com. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Money News at 25 and 55 after the hour. Here is Jeff Claybaugh. By
4: well, the closing bell, the Dow is down 157 points today. The S&P 500 index down just one point, though. The Nasdaq finished today up 68 points. That was a half percent gain Inflation slowed for the ninth month in a row in January on a year-over-year basis, but consumer prices did jump a half percent last month. Inflation varies by cities and is less here. WalletHub says consumer prices in the D.C. metro last month were up 4.4 percent from a year ago. That's the third lowest inflation. It's worse in Miami at almost 10 percent. It's nine and a half percent in Phoenix. Subway Sandwich is exploring the sale of the company. Subway started with one restaurant in Bridgeport, Connecticut in 1964. It is huge now with 37,000 locations in 100 countries. Jeff Claywell, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by
1: Amtrak. Ditch travel hassles and relax on the way to your winter getaway aboard Amtrak. Just an Amtrak away. Book now at Amtrak.com.
2: What we know about the Michigan State University mass shooting nearly 24 hours after the massacre. We'll have the story coming up. 626.
6: Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the Living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the
5: chance to